Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hello and welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined alongside the one and only AJ Hayfley. AJ, the bomb cyclone came through and left. Left us without power. Left us without internet. But these last two days have been really nice out. It seems like we bounced back a bit. So we are back. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Well, good. Yeah. I, we, I survived. Uh, I stayed inside for the majority of that. Uh, I don't uh-huh. mess with uh, that kind of weather. Uh, nope. to me, that, that stuff's an IQ test. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm rather interested in passing that. So <laughs> I don't, uh, unless I absolutely have to go, like it, we got lucky. The abs didn't have anything major. It was just a couple of optional practices. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to go out there in crazy weather and risk that for an optional practice. Well, like, you are much smarter than a lot of people that were out running around. It's just to me that stuff is just crazy, man. Like, what's the upside? You know, like, yeah. What's I I I got blown away when people were like, oh, people in Colorado are getting soft because they were shutting the city down preemptively, and mm-hmm. it's like, why is it soft that you don't want to be out in crazy weather like that? <sighs> Like this, right. these are these are exceptional circumstances. There's going to be insane weather. It's going to be no visibility. It's going to be tons of snow plus insane wind. Like, why do you want to? Why do you want to be out in the middle of that just to prove something? Right like, to what say are, that. What are you? What are you proving? Who are you proving it to? In what way is your life better or worse by you going out there? There's a much higher chance that something bad is going to happen then you've done something positive to prove <laughs> something to whoever you think he needs to prove to. So I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I honestly like, and I get that there are people who are like, Hey, I have to go to work. My, my work did not close. I have to go. Otherwise I could lose my job. Like, Hey, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Like, totally different. <laughs> right. Like that's a different conversation, but the people who are out there like, well, I gotta have my Starbucks. Right, right, you're right. Like, you're like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you so incapable of getting by day to day? 
that yep. you can't you can't just pack it in for a day or you can't plan ahead or you know whatever. I just for me Make that your stuff, own. that stuff just blows my mind when people do blatantly dumb stuff like that. And even the even the like I have to go to work, even that is iffy because it's like <laughs> because it's like do you really like are you going to call your boss and be like, "Hey, I'm not risking this." Like I don't make enough money to to pay for a car. Uh, if if I get into an accident, I you know if something something crazy happens, I can't pay for any kind of ticket. I can't you know, what if what if emergency services aren't able to get to me? Like, what's the upside? What's the downside? Right in a, in a situation <laughs> like that, you know. So for me, I was just like, this is crazy. This is absolutely insane that people are just like, hey, we're getting soft because we can't go out in this weather. It's like. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry that I'm not interested in like potentially screwing my life up to what? To go to work one day? Like dude, no. The downside just so significantly outweighs whatever the upside might be that it's just like nope. Well, how about that as a way to start off the show? I love That's it. That's right. I love it. I uh <clears throat> I didn't tweet about it yesterday. I, I, I got caught up doing stuff after. I went and saw Captain Marvel. Could not recommend it more, dude. It was fantastic. Yeah, I went and saw uh, Cap- Captain Marvel yesterday. Doing it this week. It, it, it was one of my favorite Marvel movies so far. Most of, you know, they, they're getting better. Like, Black Panther was really good. Black Panther. Dude, th- this one, uh, you'll really like this one. Uh, this is going to be awkward live on the air. Let me know when you're going. I'd totally see it again. It's, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know. There's a good chance I see it during the day if I can, so we'll see. But Yeah, just let me know. I'll, yeah, I'll still let you know. I uh, We we did the uh, – and I think you and I did it for Spider-Man, and it happened by accident back then too. <clears throat> we went to uh, the movie at like – 10 15 a.m. yesterday and yeah it's five bucks so you can't get yeah. much better than that i think like i said i think that happened to you and me when we went and saw spider-man straight but up man for for anybody out there on the fence about it, it it was seriously it exceeded my expectations it was it was great uh you should go see it but aj we're five minutes into this uh there was a game today first of all thank you guys for where i was going with the whole bomb cyclone thing uh sorry my bad. My bad. No, no, no. You're good because that's all that's all relevant. But what I was going to say was thank you guys for bearing with us last week. I was without power for, for all of one day and internet for basically all of the next day. Um, so we were just super limited in our resources for a couple days. So we were kind of trying to find our bearings. So I know uh, things were a little rocky last week. So thank you guys for, uh, for, for sticking through that with yeah. us. And we did have and, one question as to uh... – why Andre was filling in last. And that was one of the reasons why that's why Andre filled in. He stepped in last minute to do the draft show uh, when Jesse was unavailable to help out with it. Um, yep. And it's instead of just me doing it by myself, I have, I asked Andre to come and drive. Uh, I know there was a comment that was like, why is he there? Um, <laughs> well, and that's, it's, it's so that we're not, you know, having two people around is going to, it, may, it makes for a, a better show most of the time. And, and uh, you know, Dre is our draft guy, and we like having having him on to talk uh, any kind of prospect, anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, expect- it's, it's asking a lot for him right now in the middle of NFL draft season <laughs> for him to, be, him to be trying to keep up with hockey. But that's, that's, that's why. What- like, there was one comment in particular that was like, what's up with this? So I just – I did <laughs> want to mention, like, he was filling in. Uh, we, had, we had kind of a crazy schedule last week. And so, crazy, you know. Yeah. It won't be the last time Dre is on a on a draft show with us uh, this season. It's it's just going to be one of those things that that we do. And and hopefully we have him on uh, a handful of times intentionally because it's always great talking with him. Yeah, Dre's awesome. All right, AJ, we finally got some Good. Ha- uh, I I lost my train of thought. I didn't know what I want. I didn't know what adjectives I want to use. We got some good hockey at Pepsi Center today. Yeah. Uh, it, it had been a few games. Uh, the Abs get back in the win column. 
in a 3-0 win against the New Jersey Devils, the Taylor Hall-less New Jersey Devils, I should say. What do you think of the game today? Uh, it was the Sabres game all over again. Yeah. I mean, the Avs defense was stifling. Um, Grubauer made one fantastic save. Yeah, it was a great save, too, yeah, on the two-on-one. Awesome save. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like, <laughs> if you look at it uh, at five v five today, the Devils had nine scoring chances. That many, huh? That's the lowest for the record. That's the lowest total uh, that I've seen all season from any team in any game. I don't. I don't know if that's actually if if that's true. If that's like the actual lowest at five v five, but it's the lowest that I can recall seeing all year. Like scoring chances. Teams typically have between 15 and 20 of them, you know, higher event games, you get into the, into the high twenties and Mm thirties, but nine is the lowest that I can recall seeing this season. So, I mean, I've, the abs played a fantastic defensive game today. And I was actually thinking about it uh, before I left Pepsi center today. I meant to check this, but I, I'd be curious to see, which games, uh, which has happened more, because I still see a lot of people who believe the Avs defense is atrocious. But I'd be curious to see if there are, if the Avs have had more games where they've given up under 25 shots or over 40. Because I think I would lean towards under 25 for this year's group. Wow. Because I don't, I don't feel like they're giving up very many games where they're just getting shelled anymore, especially the second half of the season. I think defensively they've continued to tighten the screws on teams. I mean, even even Carolina. Yeah. You know, which, a notoriously which, shot heavy team. Right. A team that just bombards you and just drowns you in attempts. They they and that was a that was a hell of a hockey game. <laughs> and even even they did not break that. Uh, they had, I think, 33 shots on goal. I think was was the total 32 or 33? 33. That sounds about right. Yeah, and the Avs put up 38 that day. Um, so yeah, and the the 33 against one of the one of the the teams that pours it on most consistently. Um, I I feel like this this is a team like the Avs defense as a whole um, is a is a lot better than we give them credit for. Just like as a group, as a unit. Yeah, you know, because we we're so accustomed to picking apart individual play all the time, but I feel like the defense and obviously defense is a team concept. It's not just defensemen, but I feel like I feel like um, recently they've really they've really started to lock it down. Even some of the games that they've lost, you know that uh, that that game they lost in Anaheim, they only gave up like twenty shots on goal that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they lost two to one. You know, the problem was they had no offense that day. They, <laughs> they they didn't do anything offensively that game. Yeah, but it was like they they only gave up like twenty shots on goal that day. So, um, and then you know they they gave up what five goals against Anaheim the other day in Pepsi Center, and that one they gave up a ton of shots. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's been the. The frustration, right, with with this season is you look, you step back, and and almost by any statistical factor, you you want to organize it or arrange it or uh, you know anything. The abs have been, to your point, they've the, the, the days of the Patrick Waugh 13, 14 abs where it's give up forty eight shots and hold on for dear life. They're so far behind you. You don't see the abs getting pinned in their end as much. And they they're just dying to get it out, uh, and 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 that's what has made this season just so disappointing, man. Is we've seen good play, and you've got depth guys having career years. You know, you've 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 got Carl Soderberg completely on the bounce back. Tyson Berry's up over fifty points. Uh, I I know AD was said he was disappointed in him, but you know Sam Gerrard I think took a step. He's played on the top pair all year. As a 20-year-old. As a 20-year-old. Yeah. and not, it, not a common thing to happen at all. 
Right. And so you've had so many positive things that for them to be falling short of the playoffs, which we'll talk about in the third segment, we'll talk about the, the playoff picture, is just so disappointing. And I think if you remove, if last year doesn't happen, if this is the first year after the 48-point season, how encouraged are you? I think this is kind of what we were expecting last year. But since we got last year and we got to see them go to the playoffs and have 95 points, it's so disappointing that you can't appreciate how good the defense has been or the fact that Nathan McKinnon broke was was only the second Av player in history to have back-to-back 90-point seasons as of today. Uh, There's just so much good stuff. You know, even today I'm watching the game and they're playing great and you're just, there's just still a level of disappointment because the goaltending drop-off in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. sunk this team. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, certainly they've missed opportunities here at the end. Teams are, oh, well, you've right. lost the, the, the games against Anaheim, you know. But that's the thing. You're going to lose those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went up and I I, I did the math uh, against the bottom eight teams in the NHL this year. Uh, with, with, yeah, Buffalo. Uh, I stopped at Buffalo uh, and did not count Edmonton and Chicago. The Avs are 11-4-4. Four, and four. And so this con this conversation, like the Avs, oh, they they're you know they can't beat bad teams. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they've left points out there. There's no doubt. But I mean, eleven four and four, you're not looking at that record like. Now, for for the most part, you took care of business against those weaker teams. For the most part. So you know, and like Anaheim was the one that they had the worst record. They were one and two against Anaheim this year, mm-hmm. and the other one was Vancouver, where they were they were one one and one. But all the others, um, oh, that doesn't even count the win against Jersey today. They're now tw- that that number is now twelve four and four. So you know this conversation, like they've been terrible against the bottom teams. You go down that list, you know, two and zero against Buffalo, one zero and one against the Rangers, two and zero against Jersey, two and zero against Detroit, two zero and one against LA, and you could say, oh, well, there, you know, there were there were a couple of overtime games, there were some close games. Yeah, they didn't blow all those games out. You know, they only went one and one against Ottawa, which may end up really haunting them in other ways. But, <laughs> but, but like ultimately, like they're 12, four and four against the bottom eight teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, let's not pretend like they're going out there and getting crushed. Right. They've largely taken care of business against those teams. Mm-hmm. And the problem, the problem coming down the stretch is that they've needed to play 800 hockey, they've needed to be the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. You know, they've needed they've needed to play at such a high level. You remove all breathing room when you have the middle of the season that they had. Yeah. Where they they threw away a lot of the good that they had built. And there's a reason that they are uh, a positive goal differential team that's on the outside of the postseason looking in. Mm-hmm. You know, they're three points behind Minnesota, who's a negative 15 goal differential. Oh, Minnesota did come back and win today then, huh? Uh no, they lost in overtime. Oh, so they got a point. Yeah, they're three back. They're three back of the Wild right now, um, and they're four back of Arizona. Really quick before we go to break, uh, Tyson Berry hits a fifty-point mark again, becoming only the second Avs defenseman to hit fifty points three times. Uh, quick thought on Tyson Berry. Uh, I mean, super duper lucky on the second goal, but yeah. you'll take it. Like you'll take it. I couldn't believe, you know, if he gets to that 10th goal before the end of the year, that this will be his fifth season of at least 10 goals. I saw you talking with someone about it today on Twitter. And you and I joked that it's at least twice a week. We've got to defend Tyson Berry. Um, yeah. Like it's that's why, why do I bring that up? How many goals of 10? How many, how many seasons of 10 goals do you think Eric Johnson has in his career? Um, Just off the top of your head. Two. Three. three. He's, he's got three with two seasons of nine. So. And he came into the league. Well, I mean, he was the first overall pick, man. Like, no, no, I know, but I'm trying. What year was 08? Uh, his 2007-2008 was his rookie year. So, what, he had a four-year head start on Tyson Berry? 
Uh, sort of. He also, you remember, he missed uh, 08, 09 with that knee injury. Mm. That's part of it, though. Uh, yeah, well, story of, his, story of his career, man. No, man, it's, it's, I, I saw you saying today, and I think we, everyone, no one's advocating anymore. Well, I shouldn't say no one. We all know Tyson Berry's probably on the way out, but man, oh man, I just, I just wish uh, this fan base appreciated what they have uh, as from a, from an offensive production standpoint with, with Tyson Berry. Cause it's yeah. Three fifty point seasons. He had one forty nine point season in, in 15, 16 over a thousand shots as in his career as an Av. Um, yeah. Like you said, he's, he's one goal shy of his fifth 10 goal season. It's, it's, it's special stuff, man. It's, uh, yeah. it's really good. It'll be, uh, it will be disappointing when he leaves because that that kind of production doesn't come along every day from the blue line. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other player on the abs who has really played well lately. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Middle frame here. Second segment BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. I've got to remind you guys about Total Beverage again because telling you once just isn't good enough. You guys already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best price in Colorado. And by now, you should know that they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area, and that's from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Make sure you're using that promo code BSN10 off your order of $50 or more on their app and on their website. Promo code BSN10 to save $10 off. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. Don't know if I already said that, so I'm just trucking through as if I didn't. Uh, Philip Grubauer, three shutouts in his last five starts. Man, oh man, has this been the Grubauer we've been waiting to see? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote this in my uh, post-game uh, article on Grubauer taking over the starting job. Um. But he uh, he's also benefited. Like New Jersey and Buffalo are two of these shutouts, and you know the the Buffalo game. Um, he had he had, he'd faced nine shots through fifty two minutes. Mm-hmm. So you know, like it, it it wasn't. It, it was not. Uh... But how many times this year have we said, God, they just need to get a save? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, keep in mind the two games, the, the two most frustrating games of the season uh, were the, the back-to-back games in Winnipeg and Calgary where they allowed a combined like 33 shots on goal and gave up like 12 goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's it's funny because we're we're like, oh, well, you know, keep in mind, hey. He didn't face he didn't face a lot of shots. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of quality here. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like he did what he had to. The the defense in front of him made it pretty easy and he handled it. Right. He did what he had to do and cool. He did his job, which is what you're asking of a guy, right? Right. You're, and you're, like you're... all we've said all year long, just if could, they could, they just need league average goaltending and they mm-hmm. would be they would be competitive. And just look, the the results continue to follow that. 
when they get league average goaltending, they win games. When mm-hmm. they when they don't, you know, even even when they get nine hundred goaltending, they're usually right in it. Yeah, it's it's competitive, you know. But when they don't, they lose, and it's ah, it's pretty simple. Like this is a really really obvious and easy formula that we could see repeating itself over and over. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess that'll be for the next segment. So now we're, we're, we're at a point, AJ, um, where what do you do, right? You, you had Semyon Varlamov, maybe keep your season alive for, for a nice little stretch there over the last few weeks. Uh, and suddenly Philip Grubauer is really the, I shouldn't say the only thing. He's been the goalie of record. He was the goalie of record today, maybe keeping your season alive another day or two. Three shutouts in his last five games, and even the two games uh, where he did give up a goal, he played pretty well, only gave up two. This goaltending situation has not gotten easier as the year went on. In fact, it's probably gotten more confusing, more difficult. Where does it stand right now? Um, it's, it's his net. Until he loses it or uh, just... I mean, it's, 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 you've got what? 10 games left today was 72, right? Yeah. Yep. They've got, they've got 10 games left. Uh, he's outplayed Varley to the point and, and given their contract situations, uh, there's a back-to-back coming up with Chicago, but Grubauer should probably play a conservative number, he should play at least six of those 10. Yeah. I can't say I disagree at all. As, as again, as a conservative number, I would, I would say it should realistically be like eight. I've got so many questions for the next segment. I almost just cut us off at five minutes into this one, just to get to the next one. Uh, um, so there you go. I mean, is this now? Now here's here's the tough question that Joe Sackick's asking himself, Jared Bednar's asking himself, and every Avs fan is subconsciously asking themselves: Is what we've seen out of Philip Grubauer enough to be comfortable with going into next season? Saying no, no, you say no. I mean, not not yet. Like that's the last ten games will help, but even then, everything is going to be about small samples. Like you're, you're not going to, I mean, the, it's not the two, the two months in the middle of the season where everybody was terrible happened. Mm-hmm. You can't take it away. It happened. And even if, even if Grubauer gets, let's say he gets eight starts mm-hmm. down to, down the stretch, right? Mm-hmm. That's a 33 start season. He hadn't proven anything. Yeah. He got, he right now, he has three starts shy of what he did last season. He hadn't proven anything. He hadn't. He hasn't. He hasn't unequivocally answered any questions. He hasn't made it so that this is a super easy decision. Uh, he's getting. He's playing his best at the right time in a "What have you done lately for me?" world. This is the right time for him to get hot mm-hmm. and and for him to play well, no doubt. But that. I mean, they there's there's no there's no level of comfort no matter what they do at the goaltending position going into next year. Even if even if you went out and you signed Sergei Bobrovsky this summer, you look at the year that he's had. He's had a worse season than Varley. Yeah. So now, I mean, you get you sign a guy with a great track record, but he's also a guy in his 30s coming off a bad a bad year in his in his walk season, no less. <laughs> and and you're paying him a ton of money. Right. Even that wouldn't be comfortable. There's no such thing. There's no scenario, no realistic scenario that the Colorado Avalanche go into next season comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable at the goaltending position. There's just not like if if they were to go out and like, oh, sure, they go and get Carter Hart from the Flyers. Okay, cool. You could be pretty excited about that. Right. Like, you know, that's as that's that's as comfortable as you'll be at that at that position moving forward. And that's again, it's not realistic. Right. So, you know, it's it's just it's not. Like there's not a realistic scenario in which the abs are comfortable in net at the start of next year. 
even if even if they bring these two guys back after what they did this year, you have to you have to just kind of shrug and say we have no idea what we're going to get. So you know, like they're it just let's disavow ourselves of that notion that the Abs are going to be able to find a solution where they have any kind of real grounded in reality confidence in their in their goaltending situation next year. It's not going to exist. They're going to have to make a leap of faith somewhere along the way because of what has happened this season. Last uh, last question for this um, for this segment, Pavel Francouz. Now the the Colorado Eagles finally saw their nine game. Win streak come to an end tonight as they got absolutely shelled in San Jose. So maybe this is a bad time to bring this up. But Pavel Francouz has had a great AHL year. Yeah, he had a he had a low in the middle of the year where he was pretty beatable. Uh and then bounced back. He he had a really strong bounce back until tonight, of course. Right, right, right. Like you go out and you lose nine nothing, uh, you know. You just, you just move on to the next one. So, so what do you do with him? What is your, uh, what's your best play with with Pavel Francis? Um, I mean, you, the the what we've said all along is that I think the organization wanted Grubauer to take the starting job from Barley. They wanted Francis to prove it in the AHL. And then after this year, they would have an excuse to move on from Barley, let him leave, and then promote Francis onto the NHL roster for next season and let him be the backup. And you have a relatively young duo. Um, you'll certainly have a cheap duo. You know, you go from you go from spending the third most amount of money on goaltenders like they are this year uh, to spending. I mean, uh, Francis is what project a million dollars next year. So you go from spending $10 million on goalies to spending $4 million on goalies. Mm-hmm. You know, you open up that room to to go do other things to give, you know, if you want to give that money to internal guys or, you know, you want to save it for a year or two, whatever, whatever you want to do with that money, whatever you want to do with that money is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but having, having a tandem that cheap means, you know, they'll, they'll have an opportunity to do something big if they want. You know they're already they're already projected to have about thirty six million dollars in cap space next mm-hmm. summer, so that's a lot of room for them to dance, for sure. Even even with Ranted and getting getting a, the deal he's likely to get, you know. So um, I think with with Francis, it's for me that's just do it right. Like he's done everything asked of of uh, of him in in the AHL. Um, it's going to be the same basic principles of, of goaltending coach, if not the same goaltending coach, um, you know, if, if Parkola comes back next year, um, which I'm not speculating that he may not, I'm just saying you never know with coaches. Like you just don't know. Right. But he's translated his game to North America the way that you want it. You know, he's got 42 games in the AHL. He's got a 922 save percentage. Uh, he's got two games in the NHL, a 943 save percentage. He's he's done he's done what what's been asked of him, and at 28 years old, it's not like you're talking about a guy that's, you know, getting long in the tooth or anything. He'll turn 29 over the summer, and you can sign him for relatively cheap for a year and let him be the backup, be let him be your guy. And you know, you'll have a question mark. You don't know you don't know what he's going to give you as a backup, but that's that's fine. Like you you take that chance, and then you roll with Gruby as your starter next year. You're still rolling the dice. You're taking that chance too. Well, there you go. I think that's. Uh, I think that just about says it all. That covers goaltending for yeah. right now. It's it's the most logical path forward for the group that they have. Like otherwise, why bother with with Francis? Yeah, you know, like this is exactly the kind of season you wanted, and I don't really have an issue with them not bringing him up uh, right now to get him into games because, hey, the Eagles are on their way to the playoffs. That's, you know, how many times have we heard over and over and over that your AHL team needs to make the postseason? Yeah. That 
you want to you want to help those guys make the postseason and develop those guys. Why is that all of a sudden irrelevant? Mm-hmm. You know, let those let those guys do their thing. They just they just won a ton of games in a row. They've put serious distance between them and and the 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 group chasing them for a, a postseason spot. Let the let the Eagles have a little bit of fun too. I'm I'm down I'm down with them them on their on a playoff run. I think they should send Agazino back uh and yeah. and do the thing. You know, let them let let those guys rock and roll and, and go make the postseason. It's it's so weird to me that we've heard for years oh the abs can't make the the oh they're such a bad organization that the, even their their minor league team can't make the postseason. And now that the minor league team is positioned to it's like, oh, you got to take out the goalie. Right. You got to take out top line players and you got to put them in the NHL just to see what they can do for five games. Uh-huh. And it's like, it, I get it. Like the NHL team is priority, but what are they going to, what are they going to do with that, with that limited NHL time? What are they, what are they going to do with mm-hmm. it? That's going to be so meaningful, you know, then it might cost your AHL team a postseason berth. Yep. So for me, it's just like, let the Eagles do their thing. Let the, let the Eagles have a little bit of their love. And uh, if the abs if the abs make the postseason, then the abs make the postseason, and great. But with with Francis, just just let him continue to be the man down there. There's not for me. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about playoff picture and uh, draft lottery watch. 2019 marches on. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. And you didn't think I was letting you off the hook that easy, did you? I got to tell you about this game-changing coffee, folks. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. And their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive, and the coffee is rich and tasting. We could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley hanging out here. We will be right back on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and... Final segment for the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage on this Monday morning, afternoon, or evening that you're listening to this. I got to remind you guys, um, maybe it's not a reminder for some of you. Yeah, I got I to gotta hawk some more stuff at you right here, but this is, a, uh, this is a fun one for a lot of you guys. All of our sponsors are fun. Every time we talk about something, AJ and I try our hardest to make it fun. But this is a this is one that you should all be listening up on. If you haven't seen by now, we are hosting yet another watch party. Uh, the Abs will be taking on the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday, and essentially, as AJ just described it to me off the air, this is essentially an elimination game here, folks, against uh, against you know the Abs' biggest rival, one of their biggest rivals, I should say. So come on out to the uh, the Ice House in downtown Denver. Hang out with us, watch the game. We're doing another huge ticket giveaway. We're always yeah. really luxury suites. More more sweet tickets. Uh, we're always really excited to see you guys. So please come out. Uh, I know it's going to be a uh, a busy night uh, for watching the Avs. But we really hope you guys choose our party to come uh, to come hang out, maybe even win some free tickets. So, as, as far as I know, of the two watch parties going on, uh, only one of them is giving away sweet tickets. I I think you're correct. Um, so come hang out with us, folks. We we're always down to to sit around and talk and and uh, 
just hang out. So come down, grab your raffle ticket. Hopefully we'll send you home with some, uh, some sweet tickets. Again, that's on Tuesday, six o'clock start abs wild. AJ, we're going to wrap it up as we have been doing for, for a lot of these last couple of weeks, quick little segment here, snapshot of the standings. Um, AJ, the ads have kind of, this pains me to say it. The abs have kind of fallen out of it. Uh, okay. By the 10 game mark, you usually see one team kind of solidify themselves in a playoff spot and one team kind of play their way back out of it. Uh, to me, that's been Dallas and Colorado. Do you feel different? A little bit. And I will say just the only reason that I say this. Because they have uh, games against. Exactly. Is because Colorado has games against the two, the three teams sitting right in front of them, Minnesota, Arizona, and Dallas, and they play each of those teams. Uh, I, I mean, hell, they play St. Louis too. So it's, it's not like, you know, St. Louis's recent lull here is irrelevant because they, wait they a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me the St. Louis Blues aren't playing their best hockey in the last two weeks of the season? <laughs> I I don't believe it, sir. I believe if I could see you right now, you would have a shocked face. Yeah, no. You know, um, I, you know the emoji they, that's got two little hands on its face and its mouth is in a circle? That's what I looked like when you said that. I can't yeah. believe that they lost to both the Ottawa Senators and someone else really bad today. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, this is right on brand with their entire franchise's history. Yeah, Keep going. They're, they're lost to Buffalo today. Buffalo is the other one, yeah. Yeah, you're in a playoff hunt and you lose to Ottawa and Buffalo in back-to-back games. That's, that's good hey, stuff, guys. you could be Toronto and you could have gotten blown out by Ottawa. Oh, dude, God, come on. So brutal. This is, this is why I ignored all those, but but – Look at Ottawa's schedule down the down the stretch tweets because it was just like no, this always <laughs> happens. I tr- I trust nothing when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the worst teams in the NHL. I trust nothing. Trust nothing and no one. So uh, I completely no, I, cut you off. Sorry. Yeah the 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 Abs they play Minnesota, Arizona, Dallas, and St. Louis. So. You know, uh, obviously there's there's no margin for error. Uh, I would say they have to win nine of their ten, uh, nine of the last ten games to even even give them a chance. I was talking to my sweet 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 mother on the way home uh, from dinner before we were doing this, and she said, "Do you really think they're out of it?" And I said, "They probably have to go nine and one. If they go eight and two, you're probably on the bubble, and you're probably on the wrong side of it." Yeah, that puts you at 90 points. Uh, 90 points very rarely gets you into the, into the postseason. So if you go 8-2, and two, uh, not that 92 points is like some sweet spot of success. But um, <laughs> uh, but they um, – they, they, if you get to 92 points, given the way that this year has gone, like if you get to 92 points and you don't make it, Again, I'll say at that point, you kind of just tip your cap. If you go 9-1 down the stretch, mm-hmm. uh, well, and that would include today's win, or that wouldn't include today's win, so you would go 10-1 and one down the stretch, uh, and you don't make the postseason, like, that's life. Yep. Um, but that, like that said, you know, that's, you need a lot of help. You, everybody in front of you has to play 500 hockey or worse. Which is obviously unlikely, uh, and that's that's with you going nine and one. So you know it's just it's just it's it's realistically it's going to be too much. Um, the way that you can kind of have your cake and eat it too is you root for Chicago, uh, you root for Edmonton, you root for a couple of these teams behind the Avs to pass the Avs along the way. That way, if the Avs don't uh, don't make the postseason, they also aren't picking fifteenth. Yeah. So that's that's why for me, I'm also at the same time as I'm watching this, I'm rooting for Montreal, Philly, and Florida every night. <laughs> uh, because I'm just like, don't do it, you know, don't, yeah. don't you guys do it. Um that way, you know, you kind of having the cake and eat it too. But the one team 
we are consistently saying don't you dare is LA who seems like they aren't interested in winning anymore. You know, I watched that game against Florida last. They were up 3-2 in the third period. They had it. And totally choked it away. Gave up the game-winning goal with under two minutes left. And I was just like, you're kidding me. Like, that's a huge point that they potentially left on the board. And then you look at their schedule down the stretch, and it's like, well, uh, they've got Anaheim a couple times. Yeah. And, like, Edmonton. But the rest of them, it's like you expect them to get beat down in most of those. Ottawa, of course, sitting now just two points, or excuse me, Ottawa sitting two points behind the LA Kings. That's why that's relevant conversation. As the Sens have rattled off a pair of wins against the Blues and then against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Is the nightmare scenario happening, AJ? Are they getting that new coach boost? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening. Um, They also, like them beating Toronto wasn't a huge surprise. That's a scheduled loss. Uh, Toronto played an exhausting game the night before where they came back and won 7-6 to and and then had to travel to Ottawa the next night. Ottawa didn't play the day before. Uh, Ottawa was just sitting there waiting for an exhausted Toronto team to come in. Toronto's missing two of their top defensemen. Like that was a... I called them losing that game. Like that was one where the writing was pretty obviously on the wall for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the St. Louis game, that's not cool, guys. <laughs> um, and then obviously, like they're the you do worry about they've got Vancouver at Edmonton coming up, and you're like, oh boy, and yeah. Buffalo, yeah. And so it's like, oh god, they've got Buffalo twice down the stretch. So of course they do. Come on, LA, straight up, man, LA. I said it last week, and it didn't go viral. It didn't start trending. Wings and Kings, folks. Wings and Kings. That's yeah. that's your... I know it hurts sometimes to cheer for the Red Wings. I cheered for him against the Islanders the other day. That's so funny. Like, <laughs> it hurt, and I was like, whatever. But I talked myself into it because it was John Bernier. So I was like, get him, get him, Bernie. <laughs> And he was awesome in that game, by the way. I was like, oh, my God. Can Bernie play against them every night? He has not been awesome this season. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, behind that defense, uh, Sean Tierney, who does a great job of doing uh, vis- uh, hockey visualizations of, uh, of like, advanced stats and stuff, mm-hmm. put up a, uh, a, gr- uh, a picture today of the worst pairings that have played at least 200 minutes together in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And it was just a rundown of Detroit pairings. Nah. Like I think the bottom two or three pairings were Red Wings pairings, and there were like five total. It was hilarious. That's really like funny. So like you could look at Bernier's individual numbers and be like, yeah, he's been really bad. But you also consider like the defense he's behind. Oh, I mean oh, that. My God. That that again. The Abs played so poorly when Detroit came into town a couple weeks ago that I remember sitting there at one point. I was like, if I'm a Detroit fan. And I'm watching this game. I'm so concerned about the state of the team because you're playing against a team that looks like they haven't ever played hockey before and you're up one to nothing. That's a bad team, dude. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I'm surprised that I'm more concerned about LA than Detroit down the stretch just because just, just because LA has got more raw talent. Like I, I was like, look, like you could talk yourself into guys like Kopitar and Dowdy and Brown and and Carter and Kovalchuk all quick. all being able to and quick, right? All being they're they're playing every night. Like you could talk yourself into them being able to find some wins. And then I'm watching that Florida game and I'm like, Jesus, this team is just horrible. Well, the, you you rattle you name that roster, and the whole season is a little confusing. Yeah, it's that's one where you're like. First of all, you expect there to be some level of a bounce back next year where they shouldn't be this bad. Mm-hmm. But the second, like, dude, you want to talk about a coaching problem? Like, you're talking about a horrible team with not and, – and, like, horrible underlying numbers, horrible on-ice results, horrible to watch. Everything about them is awful, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is not like Jared Bednar might be – just might be – 
underproducing with this roster by three or four wins. Yeah. You know, like it's it's close. Yeah. And I think there's an argument to be made where he might be. He might be. Um, I'm definitely open to the conversation. But when you're talking about like actual bad coaches, I'm looking at uh, what, what Desjardins is doing in LA and I'm like, dude, this guy, wow. He's lost. AJ, give us uh, give us a final thought for today. We'll get the week started off, and you and I will get out of here. Um, or if you don't have one, you can say don't have one, and we can just get out of I here. I would just, I would just say everybody should embrace some positivity down the stretch. I know that this isn't always the most fun. Um, I know that uh, they're likely to miss the postseason, and that sucks. But we're gonna have a good time at the watch party on Tuesday night. Um, it's against Minnesota. Hating Minnesota never gets old. It's never out of, it's never out of style. Um, I would encourage people to come hang out with us, have a good time and what will be, will be, you know, and at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun. It's these are games. These are supposed to, uh, these are supposed to make life fun. If, uh, if you're getting up on your high horse and thumping your chest about how right you are and you're enjoying watching the team that you supposedly root for lose, um, Go go get a hug. Yeah, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go go get a hug. I I hope I hope that you find whatever you need in life, and um, you know, if you if you need to talk about anything, I'm here. My DMs are my DMs are open. People send them to me all the time. Uh, I may or may not get back to you depending on uh, depending on how offensive they are. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, just just try to you know, there are ten games left in the Avalanche season. Uh, if you've already bailed respect, uh, but otherwise, you know, try to, uh, just think about it this way. I I, try to have a little bit of fun with it. It's going to be gone. And then you're not going to have any hockey. You're not going to have any avalanche hockey to watch for the entire summer. It'll be, it'll be September until they're back. Bingo. I had for better, for better or worse. This is it. I had a friend tell me she was like, ah, I think I'm just going to sell my ticket. I don't really want to go. It's kind of bum. It's a bummer. I was like, all right, well, you've only got five more of these, and then you've got about five months to wait before you'll get to see one again. So just remember that. Uh, home games, that is. No, AJ, I'm right there with you. It's uh, it's frustrating, and it sucks to see losing, but we all love hockey so much, and it's almost done for the year. So keep that in mind. And, hey, maybe today was the start of a 10-game win streak. You never know. So – not all hope is lost, even though it looks pretty, pretty bleak. <laughs> uh, AJ, let's go ahead and get out of here for the day. Hope your week is off to a good start. For AJ Hayfley and Adrian Dater, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys here soon. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.